Blog Talk Radio. about the team's performance 
on uh, on Sunday, on yesterday. I'm sorry, not yesterday, on Sunday. So, um, you know, I'm not really hurt. They are the NFC uh, South Division champions. Still, I think they could have did a little bit better. But who am I to say? So, um, check it out, man. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to have some fun tonight. Like I said, if you want to call and hit us up, 619-393-6479. Then we got some breaking news coming out about the the uh, NFL Hall of Fame class of 2018, the finalists uh, to be announced um, as of right now. Ray Lewis um, is one of the finalists, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna see, we're gonna see. So look, 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 let's get in. We're gonna take this quick break, give you some music. Uh, this is your boy PJ Martin featuring Pell. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about these New Orleans Saints. Y'all stay tuned. You're tuned in to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Radio. Just recite it, you relate, yeah. I'm close to 
by the whole team. I, I feel like um, we could have done a whole lot better. We could have played more as a team and, and accomplished a lot more. I mean, and, and from what I've heard, they didn't want to play Atlanta. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing maybe they lost because they didn't want to play Atlanta because they felt that Atlanta was a little bit stronger team than Carolina. I'm not sure. What's your thoughts? You let us know what you think. Um, so it's going to be very interesting going into the, the the wild card round this weekend against the Carolina Panthers. And, and a lot of people say it's hard to beat a team three times. Um, I'll talk about Carolina in a moment. Like I said, we got a special guest coming up, uh, Brian Bienemy from ESPN 100.3, uh, the sports hangover. He's going to come on. He's going to talk about his thoughts and his feelings about the game this weekend and also going into uh, the wild card matchup this weekend against Carolina. Another another thing that happened this weekend, and we're looking at, as we look at the, the Saints defense, um, they had a big game for him, 10 tackles, one sack. Uh, Cam Jordan had a sack. Um, but the cornerbacks, they looked real drowsy this weekend. Like they weren't there. They they weren't interested in playing. It wasn't any fun. There wasn't fun in it. So um, I, I felt like Lattimore did a, a decent job on Evans. He kept Evans from making the big catches. Uh, Crowley did a um, Williams came up with, with two uh, INTs, which was really, really good. But on the other hand, you 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 get these INTs, you get these interceptions, and you still lose the game. You get three INTs, you're not scoring any points off of them. So um, that hurt the Saints throughout the game, throughout the game. So um, so let's see. Thing is, um, the the special teams. Um, Mr. Lewis fumbled a punt, and that gave Tampa Bay. A lot of momentum gave him a lot of energy. They wanted to come out, and, and I think they they took the momentum from the Saints on that on that uh, on that fumble. Um, and, and that's one thing we gotta we have to fix is special teams. Special team is very important as far as field position and where this team is gonna. So um, we gotta work on our special teams. Um, now we got to work on that. Going into the playoffs is going to be very important um, for field position. So let's get ready for that. So look, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We got our special guest coming up real soon. Brian B. Enemy again from Sports Hangover, ESPN 100.3. He's going to come on and do his thing. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Overtime Sports Talk on WTXG Talk Radio. I can't figure it out why you in or out, ain't no time to wait. Trying to give you a break, but you gotta think for the fast life. And I'm ready to try with you. I'm selfish, can't nobody else have you. Let's give this one more try. Or am my wasting my time? You're still mine. We can still be together. We've been through so much, so don't give up, give up, give up. So 
Guest man hanging out with us. Well, he's not really a special guest, but he's on. He's um. He's uh the NFC South guru on ESPN 100.3 FM. The sports hangover with Gus Cat and Gale. He's doing the real big, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, Mr. Brian Enemy. What's going on, B? 
nothing much, man. That was one heck of an intro, bro. I think I may have to send you a check for that one. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I don't want a check. I like cash. Cash works better. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. What's up, man? How you been, man? How's everything been going? Everything's been going wonderfully, man. No complaints on this end. Of course, you know, the Saints are 11 and 5, playoff team doing well. So, uh, you know, there's no complaints. The Pelicans are in and out of 500. So, you know, other than that, man, you know, uh, the, the sports scene is good for New Orleans. Yeah, it's looking good. Looking real good right now. So, But let's talk about uh, this Tampa Bay game on Sunday. Give me your thoughts, and I talked about it a little bit early on in the show. The sluggish look, how how the team looks sluggish on Sunday. What was your feelings and what are your thoughts on, on the game on Sunday? Uh, I, the only thing I really took away from the game on Sunday was that the Saints still look good defensively and the running game is still available if they need it. Other than that, I don't really think there was anything you could take away from that game. The Saints didn't need the game in order to get into the playoffs. Right. And Tampa, of course, was basically playing for nothing, so they were a team with nothing to lose. And it still took basically Sean Payton almost essentially helping Tampa with the timeout late for Jameis Winston to kind of march down and get the game-winning field goal. So I, I'm not saying the Saints threw the game, but I, I definitely don't – I didn't see the same fire and passion that we all saw in weeks past. But, you know, of course the defense stepped up, but it didn't look like the Saints' offense seemed to want to put their foot on the throat to the Tampa Bay Bucks when they had them. Right, exactly. And that's the way I looked at it. I looked at the running game. I looked at uh, Kamara and I looked at Ingram. The rushing yard, uh, I think Kamara had 44 yards. Ingram had 36 yards or something like that. Is this going to be a trend, do you think, going into the playoffs that this may hurt this team going into this this, uh, wild card weekend? I don't think so. I think the Saints are going to get back to playing the type of football that was winning football for them throughout the season. I think this last game, and, and of course, it's just only my opinion with this, I think the last game was more about keeping everybody healthy and maybe collecting a few awards along the way. Of course, we know now that Ingram and Kamara both 1,500 yards from scrimmage the first time in NFL history that's been done. Drew Brees setting the record for most uh, for best completion percentage in a season. And of course, Michael Thomas you know, setting the Saints record and a rookie record for being uh, the only guy to, to have as many catches through the first two years. I believe it's 194, if I'm not mistaken. So it just seemed like it was just an award collection type of day. Of course, Cam Jordan, uh, another notch under the belt, getting a sack or two. So it just seemed like the last game was an award-winning game versus they were really out to try to win that game. I think come the playoffs and come this week against Carolina, especially because it's a division opponent, the three-time defending champs in the division, barring this year, of course. But it just seems like the Saints are going to get back to winning football, and of course, no better team than Carolina because they're definitely coming to play. Now, let's talk about uh, playing a team three times in the season. Um, and I know it's difficult, and they, but Cam looked real bad this weekend. Your thoughts on how the Saints can take control of this game early and, 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 and basically cut the, cut the, the head of the snake early on in the game. Yeah, I think the the whole thing about playing a team three times in the season is a little bit overrated. Of course, you know, stats are cool. It's always cool to talk about, you know, what a team did prior to, but it doesn't matter until you line up. I think there's a very legit reason why the Saints have beaten Carolina the way they have the first two games, and that they're just a better team. It's no fluke. The Saints scored 30-plus points in both games, and I don't think Carolina ever even cracked 17 in either one of them. So there's a reason for that. The Saints are just, you know, flat out the better team in this situation. 
I think when it comes to this particular game, Carolina will definitely be a lot tougher of an out, but I still think the outcome will be the same. I still think the Saints win this game, and they win it pretty handily, maybe 31-21, but nonetheless, I still think the Saints win this one by at least a touchdown. The Saints are a really good team, especially defensively, and there's nothing that Carolina does that the Saints can't counter. Right, 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 right. So so your your thoughts, Saints 31, Carolina 21. Yeah, I, I definitely think it'll go somewhere along those lines. Now, if Carolina happened to score 24 points, it wouldn't shock me. But at this point, I mean, the Saints have scored 30 points each game that they played Carolina. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Carolina's, you know, a lot healthier. They got Olsen back. Uh, should McCaffrey should be ready to go. Cam as well. But if you've watched Carolina lately, they haven't been the same team that they were early in the season when they finally hit that spurt and, try, you know, basically fought the Saints tooth and nail to try to take the NFC South Division crown this year. I don't think they're that same team. They played a very sloppy game against Atlanta. And prior to that, they really just haven't been able to hit their stride offensively. Cam is doing a lot better because he's running the ball once again. But the running game for the Carolina Panthers outside of Cam getting his is almost non-existent. All right, now, my, my question to you is this. Who do you think is a better opponent, would have been a better opponent for the Saints, either Carolina or Atlanta? Some people say that the Saints kind of bombed the game because they didn't want to play Atlanta because Atlanta would have been a little bit more tougher opponent. What's your thoughts on that? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Atlanta would have been a tougher out if you just pay attention to not just this game, but the history of the Saints-Falcons on the show on Peyton. There weren't too many blowouts either way. So I definitely think it was going to be a tougher game. Atlanta does have the pieces that are very complementary to what the Saints exact same way as the Saints. Two dynamic running backs, one dynamic wide receiver, a bunch of filling guys here and there, and a, a really fast and, and, and you know turnover-prone defense to where they try to you know take the ball away and give the ball back to their offense. Carolina, on the other hand, they're more slow, methodical. They want to do that ground-and-pound type of attack. So I think for the Saints, especially that the game is in the dome, the Carolina Panthers are the better opponent of the two. But we'll find out because if the Saints lose, I guess maybe it was a bad strategy to try to go for Carolina, not Atlanta. Right, exactly, exactly. So let's talk about the playoffs. The, I'm calling it the NFC South playoffs because pretty much the NFC South is basically running the, running the NFC playoff picture right now. Uh, we're looking at Atlanta going, to, going into the Rams. Yeah, when you think about Atlanta taking on Los Angeles, I think for the Atlanta Falcons, it, it's really going to come down to running the ball and stopping the run. If they can't stop Ty Gurley, they're going to get blown out. And if they can't run the ball to keep the, the Rams' offense off the field, they're going to get blown out. It's not going to be an easy game for them to win. Wade Phillips is a mastermind at creating a defense that can slow it down. Anybody need that, I'll figure that out. Just watch the Saints-Rams game earlier this year when the Saints were able to pretty much do nothing against that Rams defense for a while. And I think Atlanta being so similarly built to the Saints, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. I think the Rams are going to win this one somewhere along the lines of maybe 27-23, but I still think the Rams pull it out because I can't see the Falcons being able to stop Ty Gurley, and I definitely think that Rams defense will be able to do some things to slow Matt Ryan down. And right now, I don't think Steve Sarkeesian has an idea of what exactly he has as far as the running backs, what to do with Julio Jones, and even how to basically work with Matt Ryan. Okay. All right. All right. Do you think Julio going to have a? Do you think the Rams can keep Julio under 100 yards receiving? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. They got really big physical corners over there as well. And, I mean, you know, of course, everybody's going to talk the idea that Julio almost went for a buck fifty against the Saints, but all, most of that was in zone coverage, and very little of it was against Marshawn Lattimore when he lined up one-on-one in man press coverage with him. So I definitely think the Rams can slow Julio down. And what I'm afraid of is Atlanta might actually fall right into the Rams' trap of trying to force-feed the ball of Julio Jones. And that'll fall right into what the Rams want to do. You force feed Julio, that means nobody else is getting the ball. And, of course, the Rams shut Julio down. That means your offensive game plan goes down the drain. Yes, interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. So, so um, I know you're the NFC guru. You need to do all NFC. AFC thoughts. What are your thoughts on the AFC playoff race? And the, and the playoff picture, excuse me. You know, I, I always like to compare it to spades. It's two and a possible. And that's exactly how I feel about the AFC, the AFC playoff picture right now. It's New England, it's Pittsburgh, and then it's possible that Jacksonville can make a little noise if Blake Bortles can remember not to be Blake Bortles and play the way he has been playing lately. Leonard Fournette, of course, we all know here in Louisiana, he he's the truth as a running back. And that Jacksonville defense is nothing nice. So I think they're the surprise team if, if there was a surprise team, but – I think basically it's a two-man race between the Patriots and the Steelers, and we'll see which one of those guys can come out of the AFC. Now, now the NFC, you look at the Vikings and you look at the Eagles. Which one of those two teams do you think can be upset in that, in that, um, in that divisional round? I think if, if you had to pick, of course, everybody's going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz was essentially the MVP of this season, the way he was playing. And to say Philadelphia wouldn't have went to the Super Bowl, would kind of be delusional because they were that good. The defense was creating turnovers. They were flying all over the place. And Carson Wentz just didn't make many mistakes. He was great offensively. So I think the easier road now was to go through Philadelphia, being that you have to face a Nick Foles who may or may not be ready for this spot. As, as we've seen before, the Saints were able to go into Philadelphia, run the ball, and beat Nick Foles when Chip Kelly was the, uh, the head coach there. So I think the easier route is to go through Philadelphia. Minnesota scares me because they're going to play in the dome. They're going to play on a fast track. And Case Keenum in, in that offense just seems to be on a different level right now than what they were even with Sam Bradford at the helm. And they believe in Case Keenum, which is a very important thing. You still with me, Sam? I have a special guest, and I'm so glad to finally meet this young lady. And that's right, it is breaking news. I'm breaking into your programming right now. I got my own bad gal in here, okay? Denicia's in the building. Is there anything you would like to leave with the folks out there? Figure out what your purpose is, and you
so special. Cause coming from the Nullivale. 